What's up, True Selfie fam? We are about to walk into season three of True Selfie. I literally cannot believe what God is doing through this platform. When I started this, I was reminded of the truth found in Zechariah 4.10, and it says, Do not despise the small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. To think just months ago, I blindly opened the door to this platform, and then to see now the number of people that are touched, the countries that are reached, it is truly a miracle and blessing from God. So to say that we are starting season three is mind-blowing to me. So would you join with me in prayer as we reveal some heart conditions that are keeping God's people bound? This new season titled The Uncircumcised Heart will spotlight some areas in ourselves that we need to address some roots that need pulled. So get your gardening gloves on. It's springtime, baby. Let's get to de-weeding. Hey guys, what's up? I'm so excited for another week of True Selfie. It is Brooke, your host. I'm alone. I'm solo today. I'm kind of sad about it. Jesse, if you're listening, it's just not the same without you. Um, And so it's okay though, because I have... A word for you guys today. I'm excited about it. I love being able to communicate with you guys. I love to be able to be vulnerable with you. I love to be able to express, um, share, um, encourage, and just do all of those things. And it's a joy of mine to be here with you today. And the fact that you're listening means the world to me. Um, We are going to continue in our series or in season three. Uh, We've titled this season, The Uncircumcised Heart, because we have heart issues that need to be addressed as believers, as Christians, as followers of Christ. Um, I love this because there's something that all of us can learn from. We all are human. We all have flaws. We all fail. We fall short, right? Um, We find that in scripture. We're all sinners. And when we talk about these uncircumcised hearts and these things that are inside of us that are like planting roots in our heart. Um, it's kind of like an ease to know that, you know, we're all in it together. I think about that song. We're all in this together. I don't even know what song that is, but it literally just came to my mind. Um, but we're literally all in this together. We all have issues. We all deal with sin. We all have weak areas in our lives where we need to keep a spotlight on them. Um, it's great that we are alert and that we are aware and that we aren't in denial about sin because although we may not be living a lifestyle of sin, um, sometimes these heart conditions that we're talking about have, um, they don't make themselves known until we're in a situation or a season where they will rear their ugly head. And then we realize, okay, yeah, I do have this issue and I do need to address it. I do need to figure out what's causing this to come up every time like this situation happens. And so, um, I love it cause I'm not like pointing fingers at you guys. I'm literally, the finger is pointed at me because we all deal with sin. We all deal with things, um, because of the world that we live in and because we're human and we're flesh. So take the weight off of you. Take the pressure off of you. If you feel like you've been getting up, be up girl, listen, me too. Um, last week I talked or the last two weeks I, we talked really heavily on pride, which I feel is a very man, um, 
it's one that I feel like men tend to deal with more often. Not that women don't, but I feel like pride is something that is kind of um, categorized or labeled to the man. Um, so if men that are listening, you feel like I beat you up or we beat you up the last two weeks. Listen, we're going to talk about jealousy today. And it is one that is mostly um, categorized with women, not saying that men don't deal with jealousy, um, because we're all human, but it's mostly more found in the women, um, the woman. And so we are going to talk about jealousy today. I can talk freely about jealousy because it was really something that I dealt with for a really long time. Um, being a woman and growing up and, you know, wanting to impress and to be the best and to look the prettiest and to dress the best and, and to meet all of the, you know, checked boxes. Um, you know, once you found someone that was better at something than you, or you saw someone that was prettier than you, or you found someone that had a better personality than you may have, you found someone that was a little bit more gifted, um, in something than you are. That's what we're talking about today. And that is something that if we're all open and vulnerable and honest, we all deal with it. And so I'm not pointing fingers, you guys, like I said, your girl deals with it too. Um, and so the main thing to realize with jealousy is it is viewing yourself as less than. So when we look at other people and we start to become jealous, it's a feeling, it's an emotion that is natural to see when someone else is better than you, maybe has more money, more successful than you. Maybe their ministry is growing or flourishing more than yours is. A lot of times our jealousy isn't with the people that are famous, <laughs> the people that are millionaires, the people that have a million followers. A lot of times our, um, our jealousy and our comparison starts with people who are in the same scope as you are. So in the same, um, it's just usually like average people. It's, it's the girl next door, right? It's the person at your church. It's the person that you are working with. Um, you know, if someone gets promoted that you're friends with before you, and now you're looking at that person and you're like, well, why did they get promoted? I'm better than they, than they are. Or, you know, and those feelings of jealousy arise, then my friend, I'm talking to you today. Okay. And so it's usually not with the celebrity. We usually do not get jealous with, you know, all of those well-known people out in the world. Um, it's usually the jealousy happens when it's the person next to you that's in the same scope of influence as you, um, that is on your Facebook feed and your Instagram that is in your community and they're succeeding at something and you're not. And so that jealousy happens because there's a mentality of I'm less than I'm not as good as I'm not as pretty as I'm not as successful. And so, um, that comparison and we've talked about comparison before, but it's like I said, when it rears its ugly head, we have to address it. And so comparison is something that is very known in today's culture. Like I, like we've previously talked about with social media, with all of this stuff, it's just, it's hard to not compare. It's hard to not want to keep up with the Joneses. It's hard to not want to put a swimming pool in your backyard because your neighbor did, you know, it's hard to not keep up with that mentality. But one of the things um, that it's important to understand that jealousy, um, there is a healthy side to jealousy. And I want to open up with that first um, because 
jealousy is something that it's a quality that God possesses. And so if God possesses jealousy and we hear in scripture that God is a jealous God and you can, you can start to think like, well, well then I'm allowed to be jealous. And yeah, to a point you are (laughs) my friend, you can be jealous. (laughs) Um, how can we be jealous in a healthy way? Um, I think the easiest example that I could give you today is for a married couple. Um, obviously your husband, your wife, um, if there are any types of, um, you know, flirting from another opposite sex to towards your spouse, um, that would obviously render a jealous emotion. And in that case, it is a very healthy thing to be jealous and to make sure that what God put together, no one separates. And so, um, like God is jealous for our hearts. He wants our whole hearts. He wants every part of us. He wants the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, he wants the Monday mornings, but he also wants, you know, all of the other exciting parts of the week as well. He is jealous after us. And like we can be jealous in our marriage as flesh and as one, it's important to realize that that is a healthy thing. If there is, if you encounter a season or in a situation where that jealousy tends to rear its ugly head in the form of marriage, obviously that is a healthy way to emote and to um, be jealous. Okay. So there are healthy ways to be jealous. Um, you know, God is jealous for us. He loves us so much that he doesn't want anything to separate us. And that is how we are with our spouse. We love our spouse so much that we don't let anything come between us. We want all of them. Right. And that's the way that biblical marriage is defined. When you get married, the two become one, right? And nothing can separate it. And so that is a healthy form of jealousy. Um, But I'm going to talk mostly about the unhealthy because most of us, if we're going to be honest, we deal with that unhealthy um, aspect of jealousy. There are so many stories in the Bible that deal with jealousy. Um, And I'm going to talk about just a couple here with you guys today. Um, I made a post on social media a couple of weeks ago about um, this topic, and I had read a book that had this um, this quote. <laughs> I was like, what is it called? It's a quote, okay? And the quote I'm going to read to you because it's so powerful, so powerful, and I want you guys to just let it sink in and understand it in all of its context. It says, when you admire someone's accomplishments, we don't see the cost of those accomplishments. And so when we are looking at someone else's accomplishments, someone else's marriage, someone else's following status, someone else's um, title, someone else's whatever that is. When we're looking at that someone else, thinking of ourselves as less than, having this jealousy erupt inside of us, okay? We're looking at that person and we're saying they have all of these things. They're beautiful. They have all of these followers. They um, have all of this money. They have, they're the, the CEO of said company. They have the title. They have the, you know, Range Rover car, you know, whatever it is. Um, and a lot of times we look at that and then we want to copy that. But what we don't realize is there was a cost to that accomplishment. There is a cost to said title, okay? And a lot of times that cost um, is not worth 
the copying. Um, you know, I can think of a time in my life where I have to be careful because I don't want ever to talk ill of someone, but, um, I will say that there was a season of my life where I began to copy and desire after something that I had seen someone else doing and, you know, not necessarily anything bad. I mean, um, believer, this person was a believer, proclaimed Jesus. Okay. And so it appeared to be the perfect life, right? And so I began to copy. I began to do the things. I began to see how this person was living their life. I began to, you know, have not necessarily jealousy towards like ill feelings toward this person by no means, because there, like I said, there was no ill feelings toward this person, but I began to think, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And I want that life. If I just do these things, I can have that life. You, you know what I mean? And so I began to do that. I began to copy. And what I later realized, you know, a year, two years, three years, honestly, it was probably four or five years later was the cost of that person's life was something that I didn't want to pay. I didn't want my marriage to suffer. I didn't want the enemy to come in and steal things from me like they, like the enemy had done with this person. Um, and so I began to see the outcome of this person's life. And it was sad. It was sad to watch it all fall. It was just like, um, you know, a ball of yarn. If you drop it, it just like completely comes down to absolutely nothing. And that's how this person life began to, it just began to swindle down and down and down. And it was sad to watch it. And a part of my heart was broken because I had began to copy this person and, and put them on this pedestal that they had this life that I wanted. But what I realized was the cost that, that that person was giving up, the things that this person lost was something that I didn't want. I didn't want to lose my marriage. And so you began to think, you know, you put these people, you put this title, you put, if you think about people who are super, super successful and they are titled and they have all of these letters behind their name and all of the, the money and the wealth that goes into it, think about the cost of that. There were probably years and years where they were out late, working late, putting all their heart and soul into getting those degrees, test after test. Their marriage may have failed because they put all of their energy into that, that title. Their kids may not know, call them as dad or mom because they didn't spend any time with them. And so I'm just saying that be careful when you're copying because you're not realizing the cost that is going along with the accomplishments. We have to weigh those costs. Is it worth it? And I began to see this person's life just crumble and crumble. And I began to realize that God was protecting me and saying, I didn't want that for you. You didn't see the outcome. I knew the outcome and I protected you. I didn't want that for you. The cost is not something that you need to pay for. And so um, be careful when you're copying, because when you copy, you lose quality. You can think about like pictures um, anytime. I go to do any type of logo work. Um, I will I'll just get on Google and I'm like, oh, that's a pretty picture. And so I copy it, right? And I paste it. And every time I show Jesse, he's like, 
because his eye to detail is so on point. He's like, that image is so blurry. The quality isn't great. He's like, how did you get that? And I'm like, I just copied and pasted it off Google. And he's like, that's it. You can't do that. Like, that's not a high quality image. And it's so true. When you're copying someone else, you're losing the quality of who you are. You're using, you're losing the uniqueness that God created inside of you. And so be careful when you're copying someone else to make sure that you're not losing the quality. We don't want to lose who we are. We don't want to lose who we are trying to please other people, trying to gain um, followers, trying to gain titles, trying to gain wealth, trying to gain fame. It's not worth it, you guys. It is not worth it. Be true to who you are. Be true to the calling that God has placed on your life and trust it. I think about a couple of different Bible examples, and I'm going to briefly just run through them, and you can look them up. But in 1 Samuel, we see King David, right? Biggest rivalry um, with King King David and King Saul, right? Okay, so I was like, who did I say, David or Saul? Um, but King Saul, super jealous of King David, right? And I love that when David went out to face Goliath, okay, we all know the story, and the king was trying to put, I think it was King Saul's armor on him, and it didn't fit, right? It didn't fit. We aren't meant to wear other people's successes. We aren't meant to wear other people's accolades, their fame, their following, their money. We're not meant to wear that. And I love that David was so in tune with who he was. He knew who he was. He knew whose God was on his side. And he was like, this is not going to work. I'm not going to put on all of this stuff, all of this armor, all of these things that just doesn't, it's not me. I'm not going to go out there with the biggest sword. I'm not going to go out there with the hugest shield. I'm not going to wear all of this stuff because listen, that ain't me. That ain't who God called me to be. Instead, he went out in his truest form. He went out knowing what he was doing with rocks and a slingshot, and he ended up killing Goliath. And I think that's so um important to understand that, you know, we are unique and we are called to be who we are. And the more that we try to put on other people's identities, the more we try to put on other people's success, we're going to be walking around with armor that's too big for us and fall over and not complete the task at hand effectively. And so I love that King David knew who he was. He was secure in his identity. And that's where jealousy will come when you're insecure. I was reading a book today and I'm going to talk more about this book next week, I think, because we're going to talk about envy next week. But, um, it brought a story to my mind that I hadn't really, I mean, I had heard of the story, but I didn't really understand. It just wasn't one that like popped up to me, um, when thinking about jealousy, but it is so interesting to see this in Genesis 27. Um, we see, a part of jealousy here. And I'm going to read out of this book. It's called, um, it's literally called Envy and it's by Bob Sorge. If you know Bob Sorge, the author, he is amazing. I love him. He has amazing books. And it says, um, I'm going to read literally word for word out of his book. It says, when it came time for Esau to receive the patriarchal blessing from his father, Isaac, Esau's twin brother, Jacob put on his brother's clothes and pretended to be Esau. 
Trying to imitate Esau's voice, Jacob went to his father and deceptively stole the blessing that Isaac had intended for Esau. When Jacob got the blessing that Esau deserved, as the firstborn, Esau's eyes turned evil toward his brother. Esau was caught in the grip of envy, but he felt justified in his bitterness towards his brother Jacob because Jacob had wronged him. Envy can produce a root of bitterness in someone's heart which if not dealt with can eventually defile many people. I love this because like King David was secure in his identity, um, Jacob was not. And so when he found out that his brother was going to get all of the blessings um, from his father, he began to dress up like him. Um, His father was blind. He put on, I think, sheep over his neck because he wasn't hairy like Esau was. And so he knew that his father would feel the difference between the two. And so he did all of these like crazy things, um, pretending his voice, trying to do like a, you know, a voice like his brother and ended up fooling his dad and received the blessing. And I think sometimes when we see that, we see Jacob being jealous, right? no brainer. Um, but then we see Esau who was wrongly like stole, like his, his blessing got stolen from him without anything that he did wrong. Do you guys follow what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's not your fault. Okay. And I want to address that because a lot of people, um, receive jealousy when it's not your fault. And like Esau received the wrongdoing because of Jacob's jealousy. And so there are people who, um, will deal with this and it's, it's sad. Um, it is something that we can't control. I think we have to understand that we cannot control it when someone we're, we're on the receiving end of jealousy. Um, Esau took the wrong turn with it. He began to let bitterness, um, stir into his heart, which led to envy. And we're going to talk about envy next week. Um, But I think it's important to realize that, listen, we are going to be on the receiving end of jealousy. I feel like there's, um, I highlighted another thing here that says, sometimes in the church it happens that way. And I wanted, because it was really good, I wanted to see if I can find it really quick. If not, I'll just continue on. Um, But sometimes we are on the receiving end of jealousy and it's not our fault by any means um but it's it's very important to make sure that we know that the enemy is going to try and do anything that he can to make sure that God's people are at odds with each other um you know when people get promoted in the church when people's ministries are 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 excelling other than yours um it's hard sometimes to be excited right it's hard to be excited and it's hard to encourage and and to celebrate but i think it's important that we understand that we do have to and it's all about you know having god's favor we do have to oh here it is um It says this, envy, and this was actually a quote from um, a pastor, I don't know who his name is, but it says, envy is the natural byproduct of being favored by God. When God chooses you for blessing, 
just get ready for the downside because envy from other people is one of the occupational hazards of receiving God's blessing. So when you're on the receiving end of jealousy, understand that God's favor is on you. And any time that someone is getting favored or seen as blessed, that there are going to be those people next to you that are naysaying and that are going to give you heck. In all honesty, they're going to talk bad about you. They're going to try to um, defame you, make sure your character is, is like not like being represented correctly. Um, and I think that that stems from a mentality that there's not enough success or victory for everyone. Um, and I hate that. I hate that mentality. There's not enough for you and me to both be in the same category and, and excel at it. There's not enough, um, you know, room in the world for both of us to be good at something. And I hate that. And so that's where jealousy stems from. But I think the point that I'm trying to make, and I feel like I'm just beating around the bush, but here's the point I'm trying to make. This is what I wanted to get at is we have a God of resources we have a God who has unlimited resources. That's, that's the point I wanted to make. He is a God of unlimited resources. Um, there is enough whatever for everyone to succeed. Um, I love it because it says in the book, it says this, there, this idea that there is only so much to go around is not to be found in the kingdom of God. However, because the resources of God towards his children are lavishly boundless and extravagantly plentiful. And that is so true. Do we know who our God is or do we not? Can our sisters succeed? And we and God look at us and say, oh, I've used all of my giftings and resources on your sister friend there. And so you're just not going to get any like that's not how God works. He has enough power to speak and create and to move things around and to make sure that all of his children are abundantly blessed. There is enough for you, my friend, to be successful, to have the marriage, to have the kids. There is enough for you to have all of those things and for your friend next to you to have it in the same way, to have it different, to have it more, to have it less. The whole point is, is that God is an unlimited God. And if we put him in a box and we say, this person that I'm looking at and putting them on this pedestal, I can't have that. So I'm going to be jealous, says that you don't know who your God is because he can do abundantly more than you ask or think. It's in scripture, my friends. Um, and so I want you to be encouraged. I want you to understand that jealousy is something that will come up when we're in situations, but it may not be something that's a daily thing. It may be a daily thing for you. But for me, I only find jealousy coming up in certain situations in certain seasons in my life. And I feel like that's where I need to say, God, it's been hidden 
I'm not sure why it's been hidden. Maybe I've suppressed it. Maybe, or maybe I'm getting ready to overcome it for good. And so it's just coming up this last time. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, why is it in my heart? What roots are there? Why is it sinking in and how do I pull it up? It's important for us to be aware of our jealousy, the tendency of it. I want to leave you with one thought before we close out today. Um, and it's found in Hebrews 13, seven. And I said earlier about copying, um, to be careful what you copy. Does the Bible tell us to copy anything, anyone? Obviously, we're to copy the way that Jesus lived his life. I think that's a no-brainer. But in Hebrews 13, 7, it does tell us to copy. But it says this, consider, and it's talking about your leaders. So the person that's bringing you God's word, that's teaching you the way of Christ. Look at them and consider the outcome of their way of life, okay? So first, we look at our pastoral leaders, the people that are preaching God's word to us, that are teaching us. Now, I have pastoral leaders that I look up to that are honestly like family to us, and it is easy to look at them and to see their way of life, to look at the outcome of their way of life. So what does that mean? To look if their life is bearing fruit. Is it godly fruit? Is it the fruits of the spirit? Can I look at their lives and see the things of peace? I see peace in their marriage. Is, do I look at their lives and see joy? Are they coming at me every time that we're together and they're negative and they're complaining and they're depressed? No, there's joy there, okay? Can I look at their lives and see love? Do they love me unconditionally when I mess up, when I come in with a bad attitude? Do they still show me love? Absolutely. So it's looking at the outcome of their way of life. Now, I look at it as another way, being in a kid's uh, ministry leader position, I have to look at that and say, now, not only am I looking up to my pastors, but I have children who I'm teaching and I'm teaching the word to, am I showing that outcome as well to them? Can they look at me? Do they see peace in my life? Do they see peace in my marriage? Do they see Jess and I constantly struggling and fighting? Do they see love, right? Do they see kindness from me? Those are things that I have to make sure that I am displaying for them to see as well. So be careful that it's not just looking up, but if you are someone who holds that, um, that title of preaching God's word, then I encourage you to make sure that what you're the outcome of your life, there are good fruits that are being shown in the way you live your life. And then it says this, see the outcome of their life. Okay. And then imitate their faith. So are we allowed to copy Yes, biblically, we are to copy, but we are copying faith. It doesn't say imitate their personality. It doesn't say imitate the way they handle themselves in situations. It doesn't say imitate the way they speak, the cars they drive, the way they look, the way they dress. It says to imitate their faith. Look to make sure what you're copying first. Make sure it's producing fruit. But then if it is, imitate their faith. That's the only thing other than Christ's example for us that we are to follow every single day. 
that is one of the things that we are we are supposed to copy. We're not supposed to copy the people posting outfits of the day. <laughs> we aren't supposed to be copying people's paychecks, striving to get there. We aren't supposed to be copying the way that people, the choice of car that they pick and want to drive. We aren't supposed to be keeping up with the latest iPhone. Copy faith. Imitate those who are preaching God's word to you. Imitate their faith. Those should be the only people that we are looking at, considering the way they're living their life, and then imitating their faith. Jealousy is a, it's a, it's a hard one, y'all. It is a tough pill to swallow. But can I tell you that there is freedom found in Jesus and people deal with jealousy for years and years, decades and decades. Can I tell you that Jesus died on the cross and he defeated the tendency to have jealous feelings toward other people? There is power in Jesus. There is power to overcome. You aren't meant to struggle and to let it defeat you day after day, day after day. There is victory, my friends. He has already won the victory and it can happen for you. You can overcome these jealous feelings. I promise you that. Be aware. Know who you are. Identify yourself as God's child. Um, Know what he says about you. Know where you're supposed to be copying, imitating those people's faith, your pastors, your leaders, imitating that. Not people... I love it because it says, and like before it says that, it says, look at your leaders, the ones who preach God's word. It like literally says that. So he's telling you, you're not to look at anybody else. You're not to, you're not to even consider imitating anyone else. Don't look at anyone else. I told you before, I unfollow people. If there is that urging me to copy or to look at someone and have those feelings of inadequacy or that I'm less than, I unfollow them because I don't want it rearing its ugly head every single day when I get on Instagram, okay? It is okay to unfollow. It is okay to set boundaries for yourself. It is okay. Don't lose yourself trying to please other people. Don't lose yourself trying to get to a place where someone else is because you don't know the cost of that. And honestly, if we're looking at people's lives that that have tons of money, that have tons of fame, that have tons of success, that have tons of titles. If you really get into the nitty gritties of their life, you're going to find they are lonely, broken, hopeless people. And sometimes God's protection is just so beautiful. He knows that and he does not want you to even visit that place. So welcome his protection. Don't say, God, why, why can't I have that? Say, God, I don't know why I'm where I am, but I thank you for protecting me because I'm sure there's more to the story that I just don't know. And I trust you. I trust you with where I am. And I trust you with where you're taking me. I'm content with all that I have because all I need is you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this topic of jealousy. God, deal with our hearts. There may be people listening today, God, that maybe when they clicked on this, they're like, I don't deal with jealousy. But as we began to to talk and, and to, as I began to share my experiences that maybe, yeah, they do deal with it. And, and sometimes it's not maybe 
seen every day, but there are situations that come and that urge, that jealousy to come out. And I just pray against it. I pray, God, that we can understand, God, that jealousy can be healthy, but if it's used in the wrong context, it can damage us. It can damage who we are. It can damage our purpose and our potential and our calling that you've placed on us. God, help us. Holy Spirit, guide us. Holy Spirit, let us feel those red flags going up the second that it tries and help us to remove it, to cast it out, to de-weed, to pull it out. God, with your help, with the Holy Spirit's help, we can do anything because you God are limitless. There are no limits to you. You have no boundaries. And we thank you, God, that we serve a God who is alive, who is well, who is working everything for our good. And we trust you, Father. We trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening, you guys. I love you so much. Um, Share this with someone. Encourage someone today. We'll see you next week. True Selfie fam, it is Brooke, and I just wanted to take a minute and thank you so much for listening to our episode today. I wanted to let you know that there are plenty of ways that you can support this podcast. What you just did right now is supporting it just by listening, and I just want to say I appreciate your listen. But there are other ways to support by sharing on your social media platforms, leaving a star or review from wherever you are listening from, or you can financially support, whether it be through clicking the More Feature tab, you'll see a link that says Support This Podcast and that gives you the flexibility to do small monthly contributions. That's right, as little as 99 cents. And you can also support through my website. It's brookgunther.com by clicking the donate tab where you can do one-time contributions or monthly contributions um, that are accepted through PayPal or you can use your debit or credit card. However you support, I just want you to know that I appreciate you.